It just communicates beauty and goodness and truth and humanity in such a powerful, good, hopeful way. Hello, and welcome to the Arts of Language podcast with Andrew Poudois, founder of the Institute for Excellence in Writing, or as many like to say, IEW. My name is Julie Walker, and I'm honored to serve Andrew and IEW as the Chief Marketing Officer. Our goal is to equip teachers and teaching parents with methods and materials which will aid them in training their students to become confident and competent communicators and thinkers. So do I still get to say Merry Christmas to you, Andrew? Absolutely, because Christmas begins on December the 25th. Right, It doesn't end on the 25th. Right, right. And of course, here at IEW, we are doing our 12 days of Christmas giving, and we start on the 26th. Right, because we don't want to be open on the 25th. But, you know, if uh, people aren't aware of that, it's not too late. No, absolutely not. It's not not. too late. You can join in the 12 days festivities and get the free gifts every day yep. uh, all the way to the end. So I'm sure you'll have a big link to yep. that one. Yep. But it is after the actual feast day yes. of Christmas. Trivia for listeners is the Mary in Merry Christmas originally was that it was the feast of Mary and Christ. It was oh, the mass oh, of Mary and Christ. I see. So that's where we get it. Then, of course, the spelling changed. It's become Mary, yes. But to truly celebrate, uh, you use 12 days, and it's therefore not too late to talk about... Christmas movies. Christmas movies. Why have a podcast on movies? Well, isn't it a form of literature? Absolutely. In fact, some of the best movies, of course, came from and are about literature. Yes, exactly. So I made my list, you made your list, yep. and you've got like the top 10 according to Julie Walker. And I kind of cheated because I have a tie for number eight. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. Yeah. I have an added one that's not on your list. So oh, okay. This will be the top 10 plus. Right. So I thought we could just go back and forth starting with my number 10 and then when we get up to number year number six, because that's what you have is your top six. Oh, okay. Does that sound good? Sure. Okay, so my number 10 was, is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Now, of course, that's been redone many times, but Mm -hmm. I just go back to the classic animated version with, I don't even know who the the performer is, but he's got that incredible baritone voice and great narration, kind of with a little bit of English accent. Dr. Seuss, How the Grinch Stole Christmas animated version. Well, and anything with Dr. Seuss is a vocabulary delight Yes, (laughs) uh, for children. And, you know, I haven't actually watched that for a very, very, Mm -hmm. very long time. So I don't have a memory of it. I, I remember there was a newer version and I just I didn't like it at all. I didn't even like the preview, so right. never watched it. But I'll trust you if you actually think this should be in the top 10 because, of course, Dr. Seuss is timeless. And it's it's one of those that's verbatim to the book. Yeah. Other than the song, of course, we, Dr. Seuss did not write the song, but it's a good one. We like movies that are true to mm-hmm. the books. Yeah. Exactly. Mo- mostly. Almost always. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so my number nine is Little Drummer Boy. 
Oh, tell me about that. Well, that's a claymation type one. Again, this is very old, but it's the story that is based on the song, you know, the little drummer boy song. I grew up with that song because my mother, being a voice teacher, Mm -hmm. had to have a Christmas recital. Mm -hmm. And so all the Christmas music had to be performed and sung by her piano and voice students. Yep. And so, yes, pa rum pa pum pum Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. That's deep in my yep. semi-subconscious, uh, right there along with A Mall and the Night Visitors, which is like a, I don't know, kind of a musical-ish thing. Mm. It was like a musical without a plot, I think. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Is that a Christmas, Christmas yeah. movie? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know Because um, A Mall... And the night visitors. Who are the night visitors? The kings, maybe? Mm, right, um, yeah. Oh. And we have the kings in The Little Drummer Boy. Yeah. And you meet the three kings, which the Bible doesn't actually say three kings, but three gifts. Right. So. Well, and they weren't really even at the birth of Christ either. It was right. a couple, a couple years, years later. later. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> we digress. In the, right. in the course of 2,000 years, I guess a two-year difference is a pretty <laughs> microscopic percentage difference. But, yeah, people always like to point that out. Yes. The manger scenes are... Historically inaccurate. Yes, exactly. So my number eight, again, this was the one that had a tie. I I love those old claymation ones. So Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is made the list, my eight, my top ten list. But I also love Miracle on 34th Street. It's fourth, isn't it? I think it's I think fourth. it's 34th. I wrote down Miracle on 34th. Oh, you did? Okay, good. Yeah. So, and there's um, an old, old version. The that's the one white. I like. Yep. Yeah. And then there's a newer version, which yep. is actually not bad. It's... You know, for but people Mrs. who don't like really old black and white movies. But is Mrs. Walker in the old, the new version? I, I can't remember. Well, you know, that's one of the reasons I like it because oh, it's but Mrs. That, Walker. It, that's, that's the me. one, though. This is interesting because there's a, I think it's this movie where the Santa Claus at one department store Yes. If they don't have it, he sends them over to some other department store. Gimbals and Macy's. And yep. uh, at first, the manager is so upset, yep. like you're sending our customers somewhere else. But then everybody appreciates mm-hmm. that level of uninterested, un- unselfless service. Right. So it comes out good in the end. Yep. But I think that's been a metaphor for yep. business practice yep. for we, many people. We sometimes do that here when yep. people are frustrated with how long things take for shipping. We, you can buy most of our products on Amazon. And if you have Prime, you can get it in a couple of days. So, Well, yeah, but what if we don't have the thing they want. <laughs> we tell them where to get it. Right? Well, but the lovely thing about, I'm sorry, just going to plug this, the lovely thing about when you buy things, IEW products, you're never going to find it on sale because that way we don't have to worry about customers missing the sale. It's always the great price at what That's you see. That's true. But we do place the successful shopping experience of our customer very, very high. Yes, we do. Absolutely. We just don't give discounts. <laughs> we just don't discount. Right. Exactly. Sometimes free shipping. And of course, 12 Days of Christmas. 12 Days of Christmas We've right got now. a free, free shipping, shipping code you can yeah. use. Exactly. Okay. I have a number six. Do you have a number six? Well, what is your number six? Maybe My over... number six is The Christmas Carol with Patrick Stewart. There's so many versions oh, of Christmas yes. Carol. Yes. But my favorite is the Patrick Stewart yes, version. Yes, I would agree. He he. You know, an actor like that with mm-hmm. his incredible background and yep. Shakespearean training yep. and, uh, you know, too many people tend to lock him into the, you know, Star Trek Picard <laughs> yeah. role. But no, that is a very good one. My favorite Scrooge, though, mm-hmm. is actually the musical. Oh, okay. And 
I, I don't know why. Maybe that's the one we watch. The mm. ending is a little bit on the scary side. Mm. I remember mm. being a little kid, eight, nine, ten mm. years old, and and getting getting ready for the scary, you know, <laughs> fiery pit under the grave at the mm. end. Oh, right, yeah. But those songs, you know, just stuck with me through mm. my whole childhood. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Well, that's I love that Christmas Carol. The movie is a musical. There's a musical version of it because. Right. A, the Patrick Stewart one is not a musical. No, no. the 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 musical version is called Scrooge. Oh, okay. I believe. Okay. Yeah. So, but uh, it's such a good story. You could you could go ahead and watch both. Yep. And compare them and understand them. But I don't know. There's something about musicals that I have come to, I guess, appreciate even more, and in my older life mm-hmm. than I did in my younger life. Maybe it's because I. I love the idea of life being a poetic experience. Mm, yes. And there's something about when the the story includes a song mm-hmm. that you just, uh, you know, I think about, I grew up with My Fair Lady, oh, Sound sure. of Music. Your mother, yeah. of course, was musical. And so, and you, of course, were a musician at a very young age. Yeah. My husband didn't have that experience growing up. And so he kind of scorns musicals. Yeah. So I have to convince him every year, come on, we have to watch this traditional, not a Christmas movie, but we watch it every Christmas. And that will be my number four. So but, so here's a, a slightly funny story. When I was running my little preschool yes. in Bozeman many, many years ago, I think it was over Christmas that we watched some musicals, probably one of these, Mm -hmm. uh, Scrooge or Sound of Music or something. And uh, I got the idea that we should try to make our life more like a musical. (laughs) Like, what if there was a soundtrack? And we didn't have, that wasn't the days where you could walk around with earbuds and, you know, (laughs) iPods. But I told my kids that one day a week we were going to have opera day. (laughs) And if they wanted to talk to me, they had to sing whatever they wanted to say. So it was great. All these little, you know, four, five, six-year-olds trying to sing. And I go to the bathroom, you know. (laughs) And then I would sing back, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So Scrooge the Musical. Okay, what else is on your list now? So my number five is Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Those of us Mm -hmm. who grew up with the seasonal. Yep. Uh, Snoopy yep. movies. The yep. Charlie Brown, The Great Pumpkin was one. Couldn't watch it on demand. You had to wait for 9 o'clock or 8 o'clock Central Time yep. on CBS or whatever the channel it was on day. with all yep. the commercials. But ironically, all the commercials. But, of course, Charlie Brown Christmas really cuts through the nonsense of so many of the Christmas traditions and say this is what Christmas is really about, which yeah. is why I love that. that I, I'm not really a person who likes watching animated Mm -hmm. movies or shows. Mm -hmm. I I sometimes do just for the grandchildren. But I manage to avoid almost all the Disney animated movies Mm -hmm. by simply just being gone when they were watching them. (laughs) But there's something about the Charlie Brown that it never never has bothered me in the same way that 
I, I'm kind of allergic to cartoons. Well, and they include a lot of music in that too. Linus and Lucy, you know, Schroeder's great piano piece. Yes. And yes. I, I love the scene where Lucy is wanting Schroeder to play Jingle Bells. And he's doing this elaborate variation of Jingle Bells on the piano. And she goes, no, Jingle Bells. Yes. And he finally plucks, you know, plays when, it with one. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty funny. Well, I'm going to put that one on a list of ones to watch when the grandchildren are visiting. Great. Okay. Because I haven't thought of that recently, but mm. it definitely qualifies. Yeah. So what's your number five? Uh, well, my number five would probably be It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, Although yeah. it, uh, it should probably be higher than that. That's Let, my number two. That's your number two. Okay, let's go with Joyeux Noel. Oh. This is a lesser known movie. It's in a foreign language. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it was nominated for Academy Award Best Foreign Language Movie. But it's that story. I'm sure you've heard the story of how the the soldiers in the mm. trenches in World War I on Christmas Eve came out of the trenches and the enemies that were basically trying to kill each other mm-hmm. had a Christmas celebration wow. together and they exchanged things that they had got from families, right. cake, wow. cigarettes. They um, played soccer in the snow. Oh, wow. It, but the reason that story strikes me so powerfully is, you know, even when there's a war and there's good guys and bad guys and you're trying to kill each other, at the end, they're all guys. They're all just yeah, people. Right. And people have a desire to celebrate. And, mm-hmm. and you know, you just think, what if the whole world could just have Christmas Eve yep. and celebrate the fact that we're all blessed? Yeah. We're blessed to be alive. We're blessed to have each other and that fighting each other over ideologies, fighting each other over territory, fighting each other, Mm. whatever wars Mm -hmm. have ever been about, is not who we are at our very core. Right, yeah. So that's a... I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. It's J-O-Y-E-U-X. Well, I'm writing that one down. So I'm assuming it's Joyeux Noel. I don't speak speak French. (laughs) But uh, I, I remember seeing that in... And yeah. kind of weeping at moments. Wow. Very powerful. Yeah. Very well done. Well, my number four is, I've been told, is not a Christmas movie. But this in my family, this with my boys, we would decorate the Christmas tree. I'd make my world-famous Christmas special recipe, chili Tree meal. decorating meal. Yes. Chili. Okay, well. And then we would watch, that. while we're decorating the tree and eating chili, we would watch the movie The Sound of Music. Oh. Well... I am now pretty much convinced that that is the greatest movie that has ever been mm-hmm. made ever hmm. in the entire history of movie making. Yeah. I, I don't know how many times I've seen it. Yeah. Many, many, many dozens of times. Yep. And I just rewatched it. If it was a few months ago, I had sick grandchildren, so mm-hmm. that's a great excuse. Yeah, and it's a long movie. <laughs> it's a long movie, but I, I realized not just is it well done in so many ways. It's just good to the core. Yeah. It just communicates beauty and goodness and truth and humanity in such a powerful, mm-hmm. good, hopeful yep. way. So, you know, I, I, I'd i say I think we watch it at least once a year mm-hmm. when all the kids are home. And yep. 
and maybe more, and I know I watched it at least once a year when we had to wait for it to come yes, on television. Yes, exactly, exactly. But uh, I think it should qualify as a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there's a brown paper packages tied up with string. string. That's yeah. the only thing I can think of that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Snowflakes that fall on my nose and eyelashes. But anyway, there's not a whole lot of Christmas in there other than our, just our family tradition that we would watch that at Christmas time. Yeah, well, I'll... I'll, um, I'll Second year vote for number four okay. Christmas music, but it stays number one all best movie okay, ever wow. made ever by go. anyone in my books. So what's on your list for number four? Well, it's not actually the movie mm-hmm. that I like as much as the book. Okay. So the movie is Christmas with the Cranks. Ah, uh, yes. But the book is John Grisham's novel, Skipping Christmas. I think that is just a, a hilarious short novel. It's short and it is hilarious and I cannot read the end of it without crying. Oh, I mean, I try yeah. to read it to someone every yeah. year or two. And I remember the first year I read it, I, you know, I kind of liked John Grisham back then. I mm-hmm. really liked John Grisham. Yeah. He's he's a master storyteller. Yep. But I read it. It was I was in that mode where I was always looking for a book I could read to the family. Mm-hmm. So I read it to the whole family. And by the end of it, I mean, we were just profoundly touched. Yes. And I don't want to give away nope. the story at all if for any of our listeners who haven't read it. Yep. But it is well worth so read the, book. the read aloud. And, you know, you could watch the movie. Mm-hmm. The, the problem with the movie is the humor is more banal, more mm. slapstick, yeah. more... I don't know if it gets into crude, it's, but it's not the elevated, subtle type yes. <laughs> of, of humor that uh, Grisham is capable of in that book. So, But that would be mine. What's next on your list? So I have one of those classic musicals, and I didn't even really ask my husband about our list. I just picked mine. And this is White Christmas with Danny Kaye and Bing Crosby. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that. For, for many years. Maybe I, I should put that on the list for kids. Yeah. Um, Bing Crosby, I, I don't think I appreciated him much as a 10, 12, 14-year-old. But uh, now I've seen a few of his mm-hmm. uh, movies, and I realize what an incredibly talented, talented actor and singer and I guess you could throw in dancer. Yes, yes, of course. And, you know, speaking of dancers, I completely skipped my number seven. Oh, why'd you do that? I I was so excited to talk about Christmas Carol. Oh, okay. So what's number seven? Holiday Inn, Bing Crosby, and Fred Astaire. Never seen it. Oh, never add seen that it. to your list of things to watch this Christmas season. So another classic musical. Holiday Inn? Holiday Inn, yes. And there's some incredible dancing in that movie. Is there any connection with the hotel chain? I don't think Holiday so. Holiday Inn? No, it I think probably it predates the. They're going. Oh, maybe Holiday Inn took their name from this movie. That's very possible. Yeah. Yes, but they go to an inn on a holiday and they dance and sing. There you go, Holiday Inn. All right, so, so that's my number seven and my number three. Oh, okay. So now I think we are in agreement about one and two. Okay. Because uh, the first one I wrote down, of course, is It's a Wonderful Life. Uh-huh. Yep. That's my number two. And I think this is an extremely good movie to watch regularly, mm-hmm. you know, every year. Yep. Because it does something that I don't think any other movie does as yeah. well as that, which is it juxtaposes this kind of 
hopelessness mm-hmm. that we can feel when everything's going against us and we don't see that that our efforts have made any difference in the world and we just want to give up. Yep. And you know whether we get to the edge of a bridge and jump off or not, but that <laughs> feeling of hopelessness. Yep, yep. The movie is so easy to quote too. So many quotable lines on there. Yes, you know? yes, no doubt. And then the other thing that I think is so important to contemplate is the consequences of actions yeah. that we don't necessarily foresee or anticipate yeah. or imagine. Yeah. And when he sees, you know, the world as it will be without him, mm-hmm. you know, it's so transformative. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think it's just one of those, it, it's better than therapy, yes. really, because it creates an introspection. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I often think about what if I hadn't done this? Or if I had done that instead of what I did do, what if I hadn't moved to Oklahoma? You know, right. how would the world be different? Yep. How many lives would be changed? Yes. There are people who exist today because I moved to Oklahoma. That's right. That's right. So Several um, of your grandchildren. And, and I do think that a lot of people might argue that should be number one. Mm-hmm. It was the first one I wrote down. Uh, well, and there might be a debate about colorized version versus a black and white version. I don't think the color— Oh, Jimmy Stewart is the only— Yeah. That's the only one. Well, no, right, but they oh, colorized, they colorized it. Yeah, afterwards. And, and I don't think it it changed it no. significantly. I don't think you need to watch it colorized, but I don't think it's like a crime to watch it colorized. Yeah, Donna Reed and Jimmy Stewart. Did you know that Jimmy Stewart was a general in the U.S. Army? Really? Yes. Wow. Lieutenant or brigadier, I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. But he was like this high-ranking military officer in the reserves. Yes. You know, and and after the war in the reserves, and then he went on to make some of the greatest yes, movies yes, ever. Yes, what, what a man. And he's one of those actors, after you watch the movie, you just love him. Mm-hmm. You just so love true. him it's because so he connects with you yep. in so many ways. Uh, other Jimmy Stewart movies, uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Okay, that's a good one. That's a really good one. I think one. of the Alfred Hitchcock movies that he's done. He's, I think he's done a couple of them. Rear Window, I think. Mm. Anyway, there's a, yeah. Yeah, no, my wife is pretty much allergic to anything bordering on what could possibly be weird or, yeah. you know, Hitchcockish. Yeah. But anyway, all right. So people are really wanting to know. Yes. Well, it it's actually your pick, but I would agree with you on that. Okay. The Man Who Invented Christmas. There we go. Yeah. It's a new movie. Yes. I don't know. The only new one on our list, really. Yeah. When I first saw the title, The Man Who Invented Christmas, I thought, well, that is an obnoxious name for mm-hmm. anything. Like, didn't Jesus invent Christmas? Yes, didn't exactly. God create Christmas? But the the movie has the same title of the book, mm-hmm. which came before, but they're entirely different. Oh, okay. So you've read the book. Yes. I mm-hmm. saw the movie. I was so enamored with the movie mm-hmm. that I got the book, and then I realized that it was totally different. Mm-hmm. So in in the movie, it's Charles Dickens. Yes. And he's kind of overextended financially. He's got relationship challenges, particularly with his father. Mm -hmm. He's got a lot of kids. He's super famous, but he's he needs money. Mm -hmm. And he comes up with this idea of writing a book about Christmas. Right. And the publishers are are thinking, nobody's going to buy a book about Christmas. Nobody Mm -hmm. cares about Christmas. Christmas is nothing. And what I didn't really realize was at that time in Victorian England, 
there were decades where Christmas was frowned upon mm. by the Anglican Church uh, to be celebrated because mm. it was kind of mushed together with uh, the pagan traditions, mm-hmm. right. winter solstice and right. some Druidian stuff and that. Mm-hmm. And so Christmas was really not celebrated. Mm. But then with uh, Queen Victoria marrying Albert and the German tradition of Christmas, mm-hmm. it started to come into English society but it still wasn't it wasn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. And so Dickens wanted to write this book about Christmas. Mm-hmm. And everyone thought, horrible idea. Nobody's going to buy it. They wouldn't even fund it. They wouldn't give him an advance. And so he decided that he would somehow fund this himself. Mm-hmm. And so the movie is a little bit about the book in terms of how did he – work through that and get the book into completed version and the risk he took. I mean, he basically risked everything, everything. Yep. to, to self-publish 5,000 copies of this book. Yep. And it sold out in, I don't remember, days, short period of time. Well, and of course, his story made our list of the top 10 books. And one of the actors in there also made our list in a different role. Christopher Plummer. Oh, Christopher You Plummer. forgot that That's he was in right. there. And oh, he was, my God. He did Scrooge. <laughs> oh, man. So well. What an incredible yeah. job. Now, the fantastical side of the movie, which mm-hmm. is really delightful, is him kind of on the personal side wrestling with the story. Arguing with Scrooge. Arguing with the characters. <laughs> right. And the characters would appear – You know, they would come to life in his imagination, and then they would actually be in the scenes with him. Yes. And so that was interesting, how he was arguing with the character. And the other thing that I loved was how different experiences he had were portrayed in the movie, and then they came into the the story he wrote. And uh, it, it kind of aligns with that idea that you know, every idea has to come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. You, you can't really just produce something from nothing. You can't get something out of a brain that isn't in there to begin <laughs> um, with. <laughs> and and so there are all these little scenes that you see it and you know the story and you know, oh, that's going to be in the book when he writes it. Mm-hmm. And then one of the funniest parts is at the very end, he, he, he reconciles with his father and his father's going back and he bumps into this young person and – what's your name? And I think he says, well, Nicholas Nickleby. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it's like he, he even got names for his characters, perhaps. Yes. It's all speculation. Yes, of course. But uh, I think for people who have appreciated the story of Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. this movie will just amplify that deep level appreciation for Dickens and his imagination yep. and the struggles that he had. Yep. The book is really much more of a history biography. Hmm. It is. It doesn't include any of this Fantastical. him arguing yeah. with Scrooge <laughs> about, you know, can you really become a good person or not? But uh, I learned so much about, again, how Christmas was not considered worth much interest or effort yeah. at that time and a whole lot about Dickens' life. I don't remember a lot because several years ago since I – uh, listen to the book by that title, but um, I recommend it very, very highly. Yep. 
Yep. Well, I know our list of top 10, or I don't know what number we actually wound up with, more than 10, because you had some on your list that were not on mine and vice versa. It was the top 10 plus bonuses. Plus bonuses. There you go. I know that those this list is unique. I know that I've seen lots of lists out there that include movies that I wouldn't recommend necessarily because they're not necessarily in the spirit of Christmas or they're just kind of a little bit crude. But Mm -hmm. certainly these family-friendly, literature-enriching, but also entertaining, a little bit of amusement going on there. Well, and, you know, I think it's very, very valuable for children to have a chance to watch old movies. Yeah, They learn to appreciate old movies. I I remember talking to one kid, he said, I hate black and white. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, that's just not because there's something intrinsically uninteresting. It's just you're not used to that. And that kid, you can watch It's a Wonderful Life, the colorized version, and they won't even know it was done in black and white originally. (laughs) Although my grandson said to me, I don't know, six, eight months ago, black and white movies are better. Hmm. So I don't know. (laughs) There you go. Yep. Well, that was fun. Yes. So enjoy the last, uh, well, still we have the bulk of it yeah. ahead of us. Today's Another eight days ago. Eighth. Yeah. So eight more days. Yep. Of Christmas joy. All right. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Julie. Thanks so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. Or just visit us each week at iew.com slash podcasts. Here you can also find show notes and relevant links from today's broadcast. One last thing. Would you mind going to iTunes to rate and review our podcast? This really helps other smart, caring listeners like you find us. Thanks so much.